Well, what's up, homebodies? It's your girl, the Toe Lady, Rachel Presser, coming at you live from New York. And today, we're going to be getting into cartoon houses and, you know, like if too much nostalgia is deadly and all those other warm, fuzzy things that come with, you know, look, all the random shit I look up on Atlas Obscura and other places that people on Twitter send me to go check out. So, I actually vaguely remember when The Simpsons House first came about, since that's what I predominantly focused on in this piece. Because, yeah, The Simpsons, you know, whether, whether you love it or hate it, you know, the show, you know, is, yeah, one of the, you know, the longest-running animated series, I think, pretty much in history, um, at least the longest-running in America. And, yeah, like, you know, whether you love or hate the show, no matter your feelings on it, it still had, you know, this, you know, this irrevocable impact on pop culture, you know, on various issues that we talk, you know, the way we talk about things. Um, and so, you know, just for a while, though, like, especially in the 1990s, when the show was, like, really at its peak, like, I'm personally in the camp that The Simpsons stopped being good, like, around the early 2000s. Like, I still, like, watched it a little bit, like, in college and grad school, then my kind of waned af afterwards. But I know that for some people, like, oh, yeah, because, you know, they were around my age, so they grew up watching the show, they're, you know, they still have to check it out, you know, like, every evening and, like, just still see what they're doing with it now. Um, but I remember in the 90s, you know, yeah, there was Simpsons merchandise, like, that was inescapable, like, you couldn't go anywhere without being bombarded, you know, by, you know, Simpsons stuff, like, whether it was, you know, Halloween costumes, like, I remember having, like, a Lisa Simpson costume in kindergarten, um, yeah, there was, like, various, everything from, like, candy and toothpaste, you know, to even various home goods, um, toys, you name it, you know, there was Simpsons branding on it, but then this really started to wane, like, by the late 90s, and because that was, like, the big cash cow for Fox, they wanted to do something a little different that would get people's attention. So the 90s was, you know, especially at the latter half of the decade, you know, it was this really awkward time. You know, it was a straight, it was this captivating mix of awkward and awesome, you know, because I just remember there was all this hype about, oh, you're not just going to see, you know, like the turn of the century. It's going to be the turn of the millennium. You guys are millennials. And, oh, you look at this world you're going to, you know, inherit. and that was when everyone completely lost their shit building these bunkers, you know, filling them up with Pop-Tarts and other things that could survive a nuclear fallout. All because, you know, computer systems and bank software needed to be changed for, you know, switching from 1999 to 2000, not rolling back to 1900. And people just, you know, completely went paranoid about the whole thing, had all these conspiracy theories, just like how then it kind of came back in 2012 with the whole Mayan calendar conspiracy. So who knows what kind of conspiracy theory that the 2020s are going to bring us. Things are just getting batshit crazy already. So, so with the uh, cartoon houses in particular, like with the Simpsons one. So I vaguely remember hearing about this, um, but then I just wound up doing some more research on it down the road after seeing pictures and just being fascinated. At first I thought it was just a pop-up being staged so someplace, but that turned out it was an actual full-blown house um, designed to look like, um, you know, the one on The Simpsons. Like, a bunch of builders, you know, painstakingly 
watched several episodes of the show, you know, spoke with, you know, the uh, art directors and wanted to get this, like, really, really true life um, reconstruction of what 742 Evergreen Terrace would actually look like as a real house. But when they, you know, were looking at the art direction, they took it very literally and, you know, actually, um, yeah, like, made the walls, you know, pink and purple, just like the art direction, you know, in the TV show. And so it looks incredibly surreal, you know, like when you see old photos of it, um, even, as a, even though it actually is um, a real true single-family home in Henderson, Nevada, and so it was wrapped, so basically it was in a sweep, it was in a sweepstakes, um, you know, to get people excited about it, because I figure, like, oh, a diehard fan, you know, is totally gonna want to live in a house that looks just like it, but it turned out to actually not be as big of a draw, um, as they were hoping it would be, you know, because, because it was a very novel concept, you know, to try to bring more attention back to the show and back to the network. It wound up failing in execution because people really just didn't, you know, yeah, want to uproot their lives and move to Henderson, Nevada to go live in a house that actually looks just like the TV show. Like, it's a fun thing, you know, to have, like, you know, this immersive experience with, but people didn't really feel that keen on living there. And so this concept is carried over to the modern age now, where, yeah, like, that whole experiencing, you know, an old TV show, especially emphasis on the old part now, because a lot of these pop-ups that I see all over my city, um, and, and they're also in LA, too, um, some of them are a little more long-term, like, there was actually, um, I think, like, yeah, like, some diner, some bar named The Max that was, you know, this longer-term, um, establishment meant to, you know, simulate The Max, um, from Say by the Bell, because a lot, when, when a lot of us were, you know, were, um, were kids or preteens, we dreamed of having, yeah, like, the kind of autonomy to just get up and go to one of these places, like, it just, it seems so, you know, like, wild to me at the time, and, you know, so we dreamed of having a place like the Max to go, and, you know, it was a, you know, we lived vicariously through watching those TV shows, say, by the Bell being a pretty revolutionary one at the time, too, just like how The Simpsons was, but for different reasons. And, yeah, so that, I, that one I'm pretty sure closed down in the past few months. Um, yeah, but most of these other, you know, experiences, like, like being able to go to Central Perk from Friends, um, and so on, like, those are usually only meant to last about a month or two, and they're, yeah, so I think that, yeah, you know, like, people who design events and, you know, for a living, or who do, you know, these more immersive forms of marketing got the point of that, but Fox, you know, was trying to prove a point back then that, you know, oh, if we just, you know, capture people's, you know, sense of escapism and their passion, you know, for the series, like, oh, that's gonna get attention, and, yeah, someone's totally going to want to live in this house. And so it's actually not what happened, because the first person who won the sweepstakes actually wound up turning it down, and then they had a really difficult time, um, you know, trying to find, you know, you know, like, the next actual winner. And and so what's pretty funny is that, um, yeah, so according to the Atlas Obscura piece that, you know, detailed, you know, the whole process with this, 
So it was apparently, yeah, like an older woman um, in Kentucky who had the winning game piece that, you know, you know that, that would get the deed to the house. And so in addition to her just like not wanting to, you know, uproot the light that she built, um, she was more like amused by the whole thing and actually got like feel flo- flown out to Nevada just to go see it, um, you know, by Fox executives. And so she just opted to take the $75,000 cash retention instead because that was more appealing than, you know, this so crazy looking house that worth $150,000, um, which wound up um, eventually, um, you know, being sold to a real estate developer. And then they just blandified the whole thing. And, you know, because people, because to be fair, well, I tend to rag on zoning boards for a lot of reasons. I think that the zoning board actually had a point here, not so much for the exterior of the home, um, you know, just like being these bright garish colors that look great in a cartoon, but then don't make sense when you actually apply them. It's really because um, a lot of people were actually, you know, like driving over, you know, specifically to go see you know, the, the the now infamous Simpsons house, like, you know, like, fan, you know, like, fans were coming, they were, like, littering the place up, and, yeah, you have, you have, like, you know, more, like, like, Hollywood types, you know, showing up with, like, a ton of cameras, and, you know, trying to, or, or nowadays, even, too, I, I don't think you get it as often, but you did for a while, because according to various reports I read, the current, um, occupant of this house is just, it was still annoying at people who come by and do this. I think nowadays you have like, you know, various YouTubers and other content creators trying to get shots of what the house looks like today. Um, but back, but back in like the late nineties, early two thousands, that was still this new concept. Oh yeah. Like I can totally see why the zoning board got pissed off and they wanted to, you know, nip it in the bud and just say like, Hey, you have to, repaint this, um, let's make it look like a normal house so that people will just, you know, like, leave the other people living in this development alone. And that's, that's understandable. Um, it's not like how, yeah, like, zoning boards usually suck all the fun out of things. Um, yeah, so it's just kind of been, you know, interesting, um, you know, in this whole idea that, you know, because a lot of millennials these days, you know, we tend, we tend to look at real estate websites, you know, as a form of, escapism and fantasy because a lot of us just can't afford to own a home or we can't afford can't afford to own something that we actually really wanted to go for but then you know we had to go for what we could afford i'm looking at my my place which i do for the most part really like but i would kill for a real kitchen i would cut a bitch for a thermostat like i i can't stand radiators in fact Expect an article from me at some point about why radiators suck ass and are just, like, the bane of my existence. Um, they're the worst. And I, I, if, if it was up to me, I would just, like, tear this radiator out and let it kiss the fucking Bruckner Expressway because I am just sick of this thing making my winter miserable. Um, with, with that said, um, uh, yeah. So we tend to look at the real estate ads and fantasize about how we, you know, where and how we would live. And for some people, they do take this to very, like, literal, fantastical levels and, you know, look up the more bizarre properties like the Dr. Phil house or, like, yeah, the 
you know, various cartoon houses throughout the ages. Like, there's this one other, like, yeah, like, eccentric, um, like, multi-millionaire who bought this place in the Bay Area and made it look like the set of the Flintstones. And apparently, yeah, zoning boards complained and said it's a big eyesore, you know, it's a big, like, blight upon the community. And I think that is a case of, like, the zoning board, you know, just being annoying. Yeah, maybe obnoxious, but it's their place. Let them do what the hell they want with it. If they're not hurting anybody, people like looking at the dinosaurs. Let them, you fucking killjoys. Anyway, yeah, so it's it's gonna be interesting to see how, you know, real estate's gonna turn out, you know, in terms of both the banal and the completely bad shit. In the next few years, maybe our nostalgia bones will continue to get tickled. Maybe we'll get bored and move on to other things. Who knows? Either way, um, be sure to check in at homestratosphere.com, you know, for more more uh, bizarre home-related content. Um, follow us um, on Twitter at Homestratos, and I will catch you again next time.